0: Hey, Internet. Do we sound sexier?
1: We may have splurged on a brand new microphone to...
0: A sexy microphone.
1: To please our uh, our 10 listeners.
0: It's slate gray and black. And it's heavy. <laughs> uh,
1: anyways, welcome to episode 26 of Outrage Factory. 26. We've been around for... A long almost time. Almost a year now. Probably 20, 20, 26 episodes, uh, bringing you a digest of the things that piss people off on the internet. Uh, as always, I'm your host Derek Bolin, and I'm Dale Deruder. Uh, so
0: it's late at night, so I've got my sultry yeah, voice. Sultry, if you couldn't, if you okay. didn't notice yet,
1: and his bedroom eyes, he keeps making those at, at me as well.
0: I'm uh, just, I'm just tired. Don't, <laughs> don't Derek. Oh, oh. it'll hurt his feelings. I thought it, I thought it was. I thought you were. Yeah. So we're we're out. we just played D D for six hours. Don't tell people that. No, it's cool now because it was on Stranger Things. So Still now, not cool. Now, now girls are playing it. Still not a cool thing. Seventeen-year-old girls are playing D D. That doesn't make seventeen-year-old girls don't the make the world. Seventeen-year-old cool. girls make everything cool. Seventeen-year-old girls are Justin Bieber fans. Justin Bieber yeah. is not fucking cool. And like. look how fucking famous Justin Bieber <laughs> He's is. Famous. Oh, sorry. I'm cool. mixed up popular and cool. Yeah, you you have a tendency to do that. Yeah, I thought this was high school for a sec, where the most popular people are the coolest. I guess we're cool anyway because we're, we're not cool. popular.
1: We are. We occupy that gray space between unpopular and uncool. Uh, we just, we, we tend to skew towards both.
0: I can handle that. Yeah, me too. Because most cool people are dickheads. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know. I, I don't know any. Cool people don't talk to you? No. <laughs> they talk to me all the time.
1: Uh, <laughs> U.S. Thanksgiving is in the rearview mirror. Black Friday over in with. That means we're all uh, plodding along towards Christmas. It is one one month until Christmas Day. Uh, and the world is dun, looking dun, dun, bleaker dun. than ever. I remember Christmas last year. It was after Trump had won the, the election, and there was just this sort of, like, Paul hanging over everything.
0: And everybody's like, oh, fuck. It happened. It's kind of grim. I didn't see that happening.
1: Uh, And I think this year is even possibly worse. I don't know if Mm. if you're feeling particularly festive.
0: I think we're kind of settling into the crazy. Like, it's, it's not, oh, my God, what the fuck happened. Now it's like, well, this is still happening, I guess. I don't know. I already set up my Christmas tree. Well, mostly. I just have to put the topper on. So I'm... Full-on festive. I love Christmas. Do you love Christmas? I'm a big Christmas fan. Dude, uh, I hate when people hate Christmas. I Fuck those people. They're man. like, I hate happiness. And I'm like, you know what? Christmas is the best thing ever. You get baked treats. You get to wear sweet sweaters. Everything's shiny and glittery. You get free shit.
1: Tell us about your Christmas tree, by the way. Oh you my! Wanna... My
0: Christmas tree is uh, made <laughs> out of tinsel material, and it's pink. Is this and like pink it it nice, it's like a hot pink, or a nice muted pink. It's like a fuchsia pink. Okay, like a magenta pink. Like it's kind of purpley pink, and it's shiny. This
1: is like a real Real Housewives of Beverly Hills kind of. Uh,
0: oh, I kind of Christmas so. tree. <laughs> I'm looking for that kind of cred. <laughs>
1: that's that's the vibe. That's what I want to. Put well, out. I I <laughs>
0: tweeted out earlier that if you were to judge by how I decorate my home on the furniture and the knickknacks I buy, my sexual orientation would be a 50-year-old divorced mom because I like leopard print and metallic pink.
1: I don't even think that's... I think that's just kind of you in general. That's uh, it's your overarching philosophy. It's not just your fashion sense.
0: Yeah, that's true. Or your,
1: your decorative style.
0: Well, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't say I like... Fifty-year-old divorcee music. I mean, I'll dabble into smooth jazz once in a while, but that's more of an throw ironically. on some Kenny G. Yeah, more Richard Elliot. You, like, uh, you do like
1: you uh, do like twenty-year-old men. That's a big.
0: Wow, it's a thing you're big on. I, I like to pretend I'll have sex with them <laughs> so they do work for me, <laughs> <laughs> so they do all my stuff and buy me presents. Yeah, clean my pool, and I do a good fifty-year-old woman <laughs> voice. Clean my pool.
1: That's perfect. You sound- I'll totally blow you.
0: <laughs> hey. <laughs> do you like extra strong cigarettes, boy? We're
1: already, yeah. Uh...
0: I thought we, this is probably, like, it's nighttime. And we didn't get a chance to do this before D&D, so we're doing it after D&D. And I totally forgot that we had kind of... Pledge to never do a late night recording. Last time we
1: did a night episode, it went off the rails real fucking fast. And mm-hmm. I can I can kind of see us uh, headed in that direction already.
0: But you know what? It's kind of fun. I don't know. Maybe because it's us going off the rails. Yeah. It gets a little silly in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Although I did drink like six cups of coffee today. You figure I'd be more awake. En- energetic? Yeah. Less,
1: less bedroom-izey?
0: Yeah. Bedroom Izzy, so should we just move? Sh- my Should we move into our first topic, or should we just keep? We can keep riffing, riffing on the riffing on
1: the Christmas thing. Riffing yeah. on your. Uh,
0: okay, what's the best Christmas present
1: you ever got? Oh shit! Uh, I couldn't tell you the best. I could tell you the most memorable uh, was a uh, when I was I think twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Um, my parents got me. It was the. the the double cassette recorder so that you could so that you could record so back before podcasting was a thing (laughs) I used to record uh like a radio station with myself and my friends yeah uh and the double cassette recorder was particularly useful because you could uh record yourself speaking into the microphone and then you could like copy music from cassette tapes which like Back then, I think I had, like, New Kids on the Block, Tears for Fears, and then, like, a mixtape that my cousin had made me, because he lived in Vancouver, which had an actual radio station. Nice. Um, So, my parents got it for me, and I can't remember what I had actually asked for, but I went rooting around in their closet like a little shithead, Mm -hmm. and I found this thing, and instead of... Being a genius and just keeping my mouth shut about it, I went and uh, I told them that I had changed my Christmas list because I want them to feel good about what they were getting me. <laughs> and I told them that more than anything, I wanted this double, double cassette. Yeah. Uh, I think I even named the fucking brand. Uh, and they clued in like that, and oh. they knew that I had been snooping in their shit, and found the gift, and they made this big show of like taking it back to the store while I cried in the car. <laughs> and hey, uh, anyway, long story short, fucking Christmas Day, I opened it. It was the same. It was it, oh, that's yeah, hilarious. But yeah, that was. Uh, I like
0: I like how you were trying to be nice to your parents. You're like, you know, I asked for something else, but since they got me this, I'm gonna be nice, Derek. And they were like, we're gonna fucking punish you. I- and for they were it. probably like, well, he's obviously not being nice because. Because he's never nice yeah well I guess maybe they knew even then is that the point your innocence died I think
1: that was actually that was what set me on this path of just becoming uh, an obnoxious asshole all the time because they taught me that there is absolutely no reward in trying to do the right
0: thing or honesty yeah at all you know what that's probably good. Gave you a jump start on everybody else. It really else. did. So. Like, everybody else had to get midway through high school before their innocence was ruined. Yeah. And you got it done by junior high.
1: Thanks, Mom and Dad. Appreciate it. Yeah. What's your most memorable gift? Some wow. fun shit?
0: My My story is not that good. My story is I got a Sega Genesis. Oh. See, the good thing about having... Uh, two brothers and a sister was usually you got a little present and then you got a big present to share. And sometimes that didn't work, but we got a Genesis, and as you may have, I guess, I don't know, I'm a video game addict still. Wait, were you a
1: Sega household, not a Nintendo household? Yeah, I was Sega. Oh, really?
0: It kind of sucked at times, but other times it was great. Like uh, Wonder Boy 3.
1: Never heard of it because it's a Sega game. It was
0: like an RPG. Well, the thing with Sega was... It was harder to find games; less people had one, but the graphics were more cartoony. They were more colorful than that green, brown, and red that Nintendo was. Anyways, so that was the greatest present because I really liked video games. That set you down the path to. No, I I was set down the path by the Sega Master System. Oh, you in go, grade three? You go way
1: back with Sega. Yeah,
0: that was the first system I ever had, and. I would wait till everybody went to bed and then I would wake up after they were all asleep so I could play Sega.
1: So the Master System was the NES equivalent. Yeah. And the Genesis was the Super Nintendo equivalent. Yes. And then Sega died because they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Oh, they did do the Dreamcast.
0: They did the Saturn and the Dreamcast, which spec-wise were more powerful systems than the uh, Mm. other companies. Yes. But it didn't sell oh, as well. Tell me more
1: about that, Dale. Dude, they can't Tell me more see about how Sega doing. made Derek is, the superior Derek is system
0: pantomiming, <laughs> stroking his penis. And it's <laughs> Tell me. Please,
1: go on about how Sega had the technologically apparently. technologically superior. I can't concentrate. Console. He's
0: even like twisting his grip. Like he's not just like up and down. He's like Going up the <laughs> shaft and twisting. That's what you're
1: doing to Sega right
0: now. That's, well, that's the... Sega was the better system. It just didn't have as many games or the saturation of the market or, that Nintendo yeah, people did. playing them. But I guess they got their fucking revenge when Nintendo turned into a kid's system.
1: Did they get their revenge? Because Nintendo makes billions of dollars annually. I don't think they make Sega that much is,
0: anymore. Is, Sega still sells games. I'm Googling it. Yeah, well, they obviously make more than Sega. I'm Googling it. Anyways, I'm an Xbox man now myself. You could say I went from the slightly less popular Sega compared to Nintendo to the slightly less popular Xbox compared to Sony PlayStation,
1: Uh, my friend. Nintendo earned $1.9 billion in the second quarter of 2017. So they're making, they're pulling in like eight okay.
0: billion. Okay, I guess we don't have to feel bad for Nintendo because I, why, why would you they're feel bad? still making Mario games. Yeah, they're making a billion dollars on Mario games. Yeah. Although I saw an ad for it, and Mario's hat has eyes, and I think the way it works is you throw your hat, and then you could control things. And it was on a T Rex, and I'd like to play as a T Rex wearing Mario's hat. Most people don't know what I'm talking about. I
1: definitely do Derek's
0: not. Derek's eyes just glazed <laughs> over. That's how I can tell when people don't know what I'm talking about with video games is if Derek doesn't know. I
1: right? know what a T-Rex is. That's a dinosaur.
0: Nice. Did you know that uh, some dinosaur scientists have discovered that... They're, they're called paleontologists, eh? Oh, look at Derek. I know words. <laughs> I know a it's word. like a four syllables. But uh, they discovered that maybe... Tyrannosaurus Rex's arms weren't as useless as they thought because they used them to cut the food they held in their mouth. So they kind of just held it in their mouth and swiped at it with their little baby hands and would slice it up and then eat it. Hmm. I mean... It would have been more useful still to have regular sized hands. Yeah,
1: definitely, because then you could pick up the food. You could use like cutlery, utensils. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, a good point. Just carve off a, a nice chunk of that brontosaurus, whatever.
0: T Rex table manners were shit. Yeah, they weren't great. Uh-huh. They were not good at all. Okay, is that enough? Are we done riffing? riffing? On Christmas? Are we done riffing? I think we're done riffing.
1: Speaking of awful. Uh, manners. I don't know. Uber's Uber's in the news again for oh, yeah. all the wrong
0: reasons. So, if you thought Uber shit the bed before and were a terrible company, well, they somehow got worse because in 2016, uh, 57 million people's information could have been compromised and they covered it up.
1: Yeah. So not only did they cover, they failed to disclose it, which I think is uh, a violation. Of something
0: something law vet, for businesses? Yeah,
1: um, like d- data compliance laws. And then uh, furthermore, they paid the people who hacked them $100,000 to make sure that the hackers never talked about it or uh, that word didn't get out, which,
0: oh, that's,
1: that's Talk a toughie. About-
0: Talk about uh, making more hackers. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you can hack something and then get a hundred – what did you say? A hundred million or a hundred thousand? Just
1: a hundred thousand, which is like fucking dirt cheap. Hacking aim higher.
0: If you're hacking from your mom's basement and you're like, oh, I could have a hundred thousand dollars to never talk about this or go to jail – I'll take the $100,000. Yeah,
1: but based on that alone, I'm guessing these kids were like 16 because anyone yeah. older than than that would have been like, "Oh, Uber has a valuation of like 8 billion dollars. I bet yeah. I can get more than 100k from them."
0: Which brings me to believe or ask, "How is Uber still worth $8 million or $8 billion when pretty much every regulatory commission of public What does that What sector does that fall under? Public driving? What's, like, the taxicab cab? Just the umbrella?
1: transportation industry? Yeah. Uh,
0: Every, like, regulatory go- body in the transportation industry fucking hates Uber because they're sidestepping all these rules and fucking special licenses and uh, permits. And they're just like, hey, text us and we'll pick you up. Derek, what are you looking at?
1: I'm looking. I know they just raised another funding round in uh, September. Uh, That's another
0: thing I don't get. How do companies like Uber still need funding? They're like, fucking everybody uses us, but uh, do you want to give us some money? Yeah, they're not.
1: They're not profitable though. I don't think Uber's made a profit uh, at any point during their existence because they spent all that money to go out and expand into new markets, and they fought a lot of money fighting regulations, and they've spent a lot of money. Uh, probably settling lawsuits, uh, of which there will be another one they're oh, yeah. facing now, a class action lawsuit because of this.
0: Yeah, hopefully uh, they go broke now.
1: So, yeah, I don't think they're going to go broke because there's a lot of investors who keep just dumping a shit ton of money. I think their latest fundraising round was actually 8 $8, billion, $8 to $10 so billion. So what
0: do these investors get out of this? Are they like, if Uber eventually makes money, I get some money back?
1: Yeah, they get Or it. are
0: they just like, it's like a pet project where they're like, I like Uber. I'm going to keep giving them money.
1: No, it's not at all. Like any investor who is going to sink money into Uber is going to do so, assuming that they are going to see a return on that investment someday.
0: Oh, and they're probably like, well, oh, I'm fucking $500,000 into Uber now. I might as well give them a hundred grand more. Ah, the old
1: the old sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. So let's buy more of these. I mean, the company's value has increased since those early funding rounds. So like somebody's making money, but it's uh it's essentially it almost seems like a pyramid scheme at this point. Yeah. Like one of those multi-level marketing, like people are buying share investing money to buy out people who invested earlier and giving them a ton of money on their initial investment. So when Uber raises another funding round in six or seven years, somehow the value of the company will have increased, despite the fact that their profits aren't there, and people who invested in this round will still make money, even though the company itself has not.
0: Okay, so I'm not very good at investing money, but... So, do they have the same amount of shares in the company, or are they inventing more and selling those?
1: It depends. So, this round of funding was actually, uh, because the company hasn't actually increased in value since the last funding round. They This round of funding was just for people to buy out early shareholders if they wanted to sell their shares. So, these oh, okay. people bought existing shares at yeah. a new valuation, whereas... Uh, yeah, a lot of times they'll just be like, "Hey, here's fucking more shares in our company. We're just mm-hmm. we're printing money right now. You now own whatever, like a point zero one percent." But
0: so basically, what if they make more shares? They're just cutting more pieces out of the pie, and people's shares become a less percentage of the company.
1: So here we go. The round is significant, not only because of the deal size, but because some of the shares invested in the company will likely be purchased at Uber's last private valuation of nearly $70 billion, uh, which is nuts. The shares purchased in the company will help keep that valuation propped up. Uh, Although most of the shares for the secondary transaction will be purchased at a yet-to-be-finalized discount. So they're buying shares... At a seventy billion dollar valuation, and then discounting those shares so that it seems like the company is actually worth seventy billion dollars because that's what you're buying the shares at. But then you're discounting the shares so that it's not actually valued that way. Do you ever feel like we're being just fucked around by everyone who works in uh, finance?
0: Oh, all the time. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand it. Do you want to hear my conspiracy about finance? Like this makes this all makes sense to me, but it's so fucking boring that I'm just like, please stop talking about Uber shares. And I think they did that on purpose. Like companies are like, oh, you want to look at our books? Here's a fucking tomb that if you go through, you will just <laughs> die of brain cancer Your because it will
1: glaze over. You will that boring. Never care. Again. So
0: people, these like money people, are getting away with thousands of dollars because people are like, wait, I have to research this and read about shares and propping up stuff and significance of post-evaluations from years ago, no thanks.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that's... And it's just impossible to understand to the layperson, right? Like, I don't have any idea what I just read. Do you? Because I don't.
0: I have a vague grasping of it, but... Is in five minutes. I won't remember any of this information. It'll be just like, yeah, it'll be like refilled with like dinosaurs and video games. Hey, you
1: know what I love? What? Uber.
0: <laughs> <No> <laughs> so <you> convenient. <laughs>
1: uh, I no, I rage against this company all the time, but I actually uh, frequently use them when I travel to the states because nice. it is I will uh, totally sell out my principles in a second for convenience.
0: What about Lyft?
1: Uh, never really. Eh,
0: Try them out? Sure. what I mean, they're, pr- they're pretty much the same thing as far as, like, sidestepping regulations and shit. But they kind of at this point seem like the nice guys because they don't get hacked and then buy off hackers and then just fucking lie about it.
1: That's that's the thing. I don't know how nice they actually have to be. Their their whole tagline can just be like, we're not Uber. <laughs> like, that's
0: it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and yeah, pretty much.
1: I will say, so I, uh, I am a person who is totally fine uh, selling off my life to shady tech. Uh, I recently invested in one of those Google Home speakers that, uh, you know, you can talk to it and it answers questions and it's like your, your digital personal, it's like the Amazon Echo thing. Yeah, but it's Google, so it's but like Google released one. So you have a what's it
0: called? Is it Andrea or something? No, it's no, Alexa.
1: It's it's no, that's Alexa. That's the Amazon one.
0: Okay. And then Google what's is the just Google?
1: Google Assistant.
0: Okay, but did you know that Google's had those on their phones like since for like five years or well, yeah, something? Yeah, it's like Siri
1: on the yeah. iPhone, right? But it
0: was called Galaxy, so you'd have to be like, "Hey Galaxy," and like talk to your phone like that. Oh, and it's then awful. I used it once. And then I was like, wait, I hate this. So I stopped (laughs) using it.
1: I think it's going to be cool, I hope. But Mm. everyone's like... Oh, you have, like, a, a permanent listening device in your home uh, that Google oh, yeah. can listen in all now the time. now
0: you have a device yeah. in your home that's listening.
1: Well, that's what the, like, so we've all t- totally traded uh, any right to privacy to these big yeah. tech. Like, Facebook knows everything about you. Uh, Twitter, if you use it, knows everything about you. Google definitely knows everything about you. Do you know there's a page you can go to, I'm going to pull it up right now, where mm-hmm. it'll show... The information that Google is tracking about you, and uh, you can clear it anytime you want. And I don't know if that actually has anything, any impact on the information Google keeps. But if you go to, hold up, I'm going to find it. Do it for me, do it for me. It's uh, go to myactivity.google.com. I can't do it for you. You Why? have to do it because it only shows on the account you're signed into. Oh, um, but you
0: have to have a Google account? But you can see
1: which ads you viewed, you can see every YouTube video you watched, you can see Wait, all what is it? Uh, myactivity.google.com. I bet if you did it from your uh, Android device, it would be the same thing. And everyone's acting like these speakers are like the next evolution. But uh, if Google really wanted to, they could listen to you through your phone. Oh, my God.
0: uh, The best thing about this is they know how terrifying it is. So there's a welcome screen, and it says, rediscover the things you've searched for visited, and watched <laughs> on Google services. Like
1: they're doing you a favor. Rediscover. Oh, thanks
0: for keeping track of everything, Google. <laughs> At least they didn't call them cookies, where you're like, oh, it, it, do I want cookies? I love cookies. Of course they're they want delicious, cookies. Delicious.
1: And then they're like, yeah, a these tasty are just treat.
0: data packets of keeping all your keystrokes, idiot. <laughs> now we know everything. Oh, my God. Let's see. I have 130 items. Okay. Today... I visited outrage factory.
1: Good. Cheap plug Good. on the I, uh, you uh, used Android messaging 8 times.
0: Wait, oh, is that just like my texts? Yep. Yeah. Huh, crazy. Tells me how, uh okay. Uh fantasy sports. Touch with home. What the fuck is this? Isn't that just you using the home button on your Oh, what? Possibly. It tells you every time I Touch the home button on my phone. Oh, you
1: use Messenger. I'm you getting use more criti- Wait, wait, go go up here. Click yeah. this. This? Yeah. 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 And then click details. Details. I want to see if it actually scroll down. That's, oh, that's as far it. down it goes. Alright, um, so it doesn't actually tell you the content of the messages, but I'm sure 100 percent that Google has access to that information. Uh, folks, if you're interested in trying this out yourself, check it out. Myactivity.google.com. Really terrifying shit, but at the same time, fuck it.
0: You um, know what Google gives me? I just want you to, for people who do this, don't fucking go screaming alarmist and be annoying on my Facebook feed because I yeah. already know that they track everything. And I don't
1: they, they do track everything. And that's the, you do know what the price you pay to get access to anything whenever you want it at your fingertips? It's this. You are giving uh, Google basically your entire digital life,
0: and that's fine. Oh, my YouTube history is on here. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
1: It's, it's pretty good. I've, I've rediscovered some gems that uh, I was watching. But, yeah, you can go all the way back. You can see uh, any ads that you've clicked on, any Google searches you've done, any uh, YouTube videos you've seen.
0: Oh, it tells you when you post it to Instagram.
1: Mine doesn't uh, do that because I don't have an Android phone.
0: Oh, and so. then I, like it tells me the news articles I read. This is neat. But yeah,
1: see, it is doing you a favor. You're rediscovering all the lovely things you've checked out on Google.
0: I do have to say one thing that has always comforted me in a situation like this. When you find out that somebody's been data tracking you, basically keeping track of all the data you generate, you just have to realize that in 24 hours, all the data you've tracked would take a person hours to sift through to look for anything. So basically there's all this data, but nobody's going to go fucking through it all unless you, like, do something bad. So I know it's like people are like, oh, you shouldn't say I don't care about data tracking because I don't do anything bad. But if you don't give someone a reason to go through your data, they won't go through your data Yeah, because that's way too much work. I think the real
1: value in this is that Google uh, can can definitely aggregate it and uh, use it to – uh, plug into models that, that will predict things you want to buy or places you're likely to visit or things you're likely to do. And so a speaker listening in my home might pick up on, like, oh, this guy, you know, argues with his girlfriend a lot. Just <laughs> started, uh, serving him up Tinder ads or something.
0: The the best thing would be if someone... if. Some Hollywood uh, producer was like, you know, we need to get a new idea for a movie. And they're like, hey, let's just search some random person's Google data information. And they search mine, and then we get a fucking sweet-ass movie about robot dinosaurs in space who play hockey. I don't think anyone's ever going to... Derek, don't shit on my dream. <laughs> All right. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. You could,
1: you could just write the script for the robot dinosaur hockey movie yourself and pitch it.
0: Um, yeah, I I, that could, <laughs> I could just write a movie myself. I'm just saying. If I didn't. Aren't you writing a novel right I now? I am writing a novel, but it's been over a year and I have like 32 pages. That's fine. That's
1: how novels are written,
0: man. Do you, you want to hear what my overnight? novel's about? Please
1: enlighten us.
0: Werewolves. I can't. I can't really. Is that it? it? I thought you were going to expound on that. It's about werewolves <laughs> who hang out. It's like about what I don't werewolves know. I can't really. I can't really give you the sting of it because I haven't written enough for it to be an intellectual Dale, property yet. Dale, what's the novel you've been
1: working on for an entire year of your life about? Werewolves.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's it's about more than one werewolf. Okay, so. It's, okay, I'll give you a little bit more. I'm never reading
1: this book. It's a
0: revisionist history. Okay, good. I like, see, this is
1: better. Where werewolves. Won the Civil War.
0: No, Uh, it goes further uh, back than that. Let's just say it involves a love story between a Homo sapien and a Neanderthal. Yeah. (laughs) Things get heated. It's going be awesome. In the ice age. We
1: are. So when Dale actually releases this book, I promise you we will dedicate an entire month to doing live readings of it on the air. Uh, I will play the girl werewolf
0: or Neanderthal or whatever. Yeah. Wait, is no, it No, the Girl's the Sapien and the Boy's the Neanderthal. Oh, that's I've, uh, I've said too much. People are gonna steal it's 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 also kinda hinting at where that whole beefy like animalistic attraction that women have for men and how dudes like super nerdy library chicks because those were the character fi- character defining characteristic or the defining characteristics of the two races at the time when the love story took place. Yeah, I was going to
1: say you're really reinforcing uh, gender stereotypes here, Dale.
0: Hey, What's, what's I, I didn't make a gender, stereo, gender stereotypes. You know what? It's not gender stereotypes. It's scientific data based on empirical evidence, <laughs> sir.
1: <Christ. laughs> we're going to get some mail for that. Uh,
0: let talk about gender stereotypes. Let's, mail. Actually,
1: that's something we'll get into uh, after the break that we're going to do right now. Uh, next up. Jordan Jordan Peterson is in the news uh, for uh, Canada's educational system is just going fucking bonkers over gender pronouns, and we will touch on that when we come back.
0: Does this mean I have to quickly read about read up on Jordan Peterson? Yeah, I'll give you a couple minutes. Okay, all right. So I went to so I went to read about Jordan Peterson and I got sidetracked about I didn't actually learn about Jordan Peterson, I learned about some TA that aired a debate that Jordan Peterson was an, in a classroom and then got censored and told she wasn't supposed to show that video and then started crying. Okay.
1: Let's walk it back a little bit. Okay. All right. Jordan Peterson uh, is probably the world's oldest 4chan uh, user. He's like really. He's, he's on just, 4chan. Although he's got, I don't know, like his okay. his politics uh, echo. Um, so this is a guy that rose to prominence. He's a University of Toronto professor who uh, rose to prominence combating uh, Bill C-, C sixteen in Canada.
0: Uh, Wait, he, what's that? What's Bill Bill C sixteen? That was the. Um, was that the hate speech one? Yeah, that was the the. Um, Is that the Islamophobia one? That
1: wanted to add gender identity or expression uh, as the prohibited. Uh, as basically, it was saying that you had to uh, now make uh, make amends for people's uh, gender. Oh, yeah. A gender identity uh, in as part of Q, uh, Canada's Human Rights Act. So. Okay, what's his
0: credentials? Sorry. I don't okay, know. so wait. Uh, both from the University of. He has a PhD in clinical psychology. I don't want to jump on the Jordan Peterson train and fucking uh, just back up the guy without knowing everything about what's going on. But I think if. A guy with PhD with a PhD in clinical psychology says something. I'm probably going to listen to what he has to say because they don't just give those out like toilet paper. No, they
1: don't. But any any so here's any person with a PhD in clinical psychology also has opinions that are formed by their own. Uh, their own experiences and their own prejudices, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you could find a clinical psychologist uh, who comes down on the side of of gender identity. Basically, Jordan Peterson is a University of Toronto professor. I don't think anyone really gave a fuck about him until he came out swinging against this whole uh, gender identity uh, issue. And people lost their damn minds over it, over what he said. He basically came out and said he would never refer to someone as their preferred gender pronoun because to him the whole thing is bullshit. He, he frequently rails against, like, uh, what he calls PC culture. Yeah. Which...
0: I'm on board. I the, g- hate PC culture. The
1: guy has a point, but PC culture, again, has become one of those really, like, broad, all-encompassing terms where uh, if someone has a problem with the shit I'm saying whether that's a valid complaint or not, and whether what I'm saying is, like, a well-researched opinion or just, like, some stupid, vile shit. Uh, And we see this in the States all the time with all these, like, alt-right shitheads who are basically just, like, real-life trolls like Milo Yiannopoulos and, uh, what the fuck ever, Richard Spencer being invited to speak on uh, university campuses.
0: Okay, let's get back on track. Let's pull it back to not PC about white supremacy because that's going to split this argument because with me, this whole gender pronoun shit, like, when you try to talk about it and try to reason out what's going on, it's like tap dancing through a minefield. Like, I... You have to bear with me on this because I don't really agree with gender pronouns, but that's because I don't believe in gender roles. Like... We just talked about how I have a pink Christmas tree and how I love the color pink comes up often enough. And how I wore a dress in high school and I wore used to wear nail polish and makeup. And I don't want to not be able to do something like that unless I identify as a woman. I think men should be able to do all those things. Yeah,
1: but no one's saying you would have to identify. No, I know, a woman.
0: but like it's it feels like that. The Like these transgender Like How do you have to say specifically You can't call a man a woman and all this stuff It's kind of making it binary Whereas A person who went from a male To a female only wants to be called a female And that's kind of like Reinforcing the female stereotypes Whereas The gender pronouns I believe in Like if we want to do anything We should go back to like I think it was 2003 or something when this first came Well, this first not when it first came up but when I first noticed it and there's a gender pronoun called Zir, which is Z I R.
1: Yeah, that's another one that's coming that, out, which, which I know. which
0: is ambiguously sexual which I think you you do, you shouldn't have to call someone the gender pronoun they want. If you see someone who you don't really know what sex they are because they're, like, in the process of switching sexes, you should be able to call them Xur as kind of like a... Like a bridge? Yeah. As a, I don't know what you are, so I don't want to offend you, so this is the least offensive one I can say.
1: Uh, So, here's my counterpoint to that. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Like, if someone wants to be called he or her or she or him or it or they why does it matter? Why do we have to say, no, you can't do that? I'm oh. only gonna recognize.
0: Oh yeah, no. See, I'm okay with that. It's just the people who like if I see you on the street and I'm like, hey sir, and then you get super mad at me because it was a micro aggression to call you by yeah, that's, the male That's moronic. That's dumb. But I, I think- should just be able to call you sir, and then if you like, actually I prefer Ma'am, and I'd be like fuck whatever, I don't care.
1: So here I've all my entire life I've called people dude. Uh, yeah. Male female, I don't give a shit. You're you're a dude, you're mm-hmm. my dudes. Hey dude, what's up dude? Yeah. Uh that could be viewed as because dude is a is a traditionally uh male terminology, I yeah. guess, but <clears throat> it's uh I've never had anyone call me on it or take me to task or be like, you yeah. should use more gender, gender-neutral gender terminology, but I could definitely see that happening. I think that is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think there's, there's a line between just, like, respecting someone's personal wishes. Like, okay, yeah. if you identify as a female, uh, even if you're a dude, I'm not going to refuse to acknowledge that because that would just make me a fucking asshole.
0: Oh, yeah. I definitely think... You should be able to, to identify, I don't know, it's, 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 see, this is where it gets into murky because I think you should be able to be called whatever you want, but I also don't think you should shit on my, down my throat and fucking threaten to charge me with harassment if I call you the wrong, sir, the wrong pronoun first. Like if, like I was saying before, if I say hey, sir, and you're like, actually, I, pref- I don't prefer that. It shouldn't be, now we have a problem. It should be, I would prefer to be called this, and then I go, oh, okay, I'll call you that. You but as a respectful
1: I'm- person would say, yes, I will. I yeah. learned my lesson. Now I will call you that.
0: So what I-, I guess what I'm just trying to say is the people who refuse to call you ma'am from that point on are dickheads, but the people who get super pissed off that I didn't call you ma'am the first time are also dickheads. Like, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Okay, so what we're talking about here are two totally different issues, and I don't actually know where Jordan Peterson uh, lands on either side of them. I know he said he has refu- he would refuse to uh, refer to students as their preferred pronoun.
0: Oh, which, he would just call them their biological pronoun. Yeah,
1: which I think makes him a dickhead. Like, if yeah. somebody had a preference, and he's not honoring that preference, you're just, you're you're a prick. Like... You, oh yeah, what you're doing might not necessarily be illegal, mm-hmm. uh, and I think if we did make being a prick illegal, a lot of people would be in trouble, particularly uh, me, yeah, uh, I was and probably, say we'd probably you,
0: probably both be in jail. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> so maybe he has a good point regarding uh, how how broad we go in these uh, definition of, of human rights and and what we're obligated yeah. to do, but at the same time, uh, Jordan Peterson, you're you're a prick.
0: Like. See, if he were to say, I'm not calling you by your preferred gender pronoun because I have a 200 students at a time with a turnover rate of four per year, so that's 800 students a year, I'm not going to memorize which pronoun everybody wants to be called by. That makes by. sense. That's I fine. would understand that. that. That's fine. I get that. Like, un- like, because the problem, one of the problems with going to school or any sort of situation like that is... You're used to the teacher and you only have to remember what he's about or what she's about and their characteristics but he looks back at 200 people per semester or give or take maybe he has two classes of 40 or whatever but his attention is still his or her attention is still divided among that many students so for you to cry bloody murder because he didn't call you the right one is jerkish move but he could definitely have handled it better, and I could see how maybe he's upset with PC culture, but there's, a, there's just something where you just like, they call it, this isn't your hill to die on, whereas like, I don't know, just like a war reference, but I don't know why he's sticking up for this argument so bad when he could have just, I guess, logically explained it. And maybe got some empathy for his standpoint.
1: So that's the thing. i don't I don't believe there is I, I don't think he has an an uh, empathetic reason for doing so. I, I believe he's doing this because the guy has like frequently talked about how shitty PC culture is when mm-hmm. he refuses to use the correct gender pronoun when we're referring to his students. I one hundred percent believe that that's because he thinks he's sticking it to PC culture by doing that. Yeah, and that's he's not true. wanting to reinforce it, which I don't. I don't think is a particularly valid reason. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's a huge fucking problem, uh, particularly on college campuses, both in Canada and yeah. the US, of, like, people... And I guess we see this online all the time. Like, people losing their fucking minds over uh, gender pronouns and uh, gender assignment and gender roles. And uh, so it, it and is let becoming... Let alone
0: all the other shit that they're complaining about, yeah. like, safe spaces and stuff.
1: So there is becoming this, like... Yeah, I can definitely see his points regarding uh, PC culture and how it's all, it's, it is all—it is almost becoming this, like, fascist movement to yeah. force everyone to conform to these rules and guidelines where you do have to refer to people by their preferred gender pronoun. Uh, you're not allowed to be a prick. Uh, you're not allowed to be a racist, which, eh, I kind of get that one.
0: Actually, I was looking at his Wikipedia page and he does bring up a good point. Like I'm not like I said, I don't want to defend the guy too much because I'm not really too familiar with everything he said. But he did break down the PC movement into two factions, which one is PC egalitarianism and PC authoritarianism.
1: Yeah. So one is is and that is a divide that we see all the time. Now, yeah. Right. Like there mm. are. Uh, political correct egalitarians who, who just want equality for people, right? Like, yeah. they want the right to say the same shit as anyone else, uh, and that's fine, and they want equal rights for their groups. Mm-hmm. But then you have uh, the authoritarian faction, which is... Uh, and authori- uh, authoritarianism in in any... any political walk of life is is a bad thing, whether it's yeah. on the right or the left. Um, but you do have these, like, really militant... Uh, left hardline left wingers coming in, uh, coming out now being like, and we see this on campuses all the time where it's basically uh, my way or the highway, you're gonna do things my way. And this why we're talking about this whole thing is because there was an example of this where a what, like a TA at Wilfred Laurier University yeah. showed a clip of a Peterson debate about gender pronouns. Mm-hmm. And she got censured over it and, like, dragged into this meeting and disciplined by the school. Yeah. Uh, and her actually, like, a pretty fucking smart move on her part. She recorded the whole meeting and leaked it to the press afterwards. <laughs> and now you have all these uh, newspapers coming out swinging. Yeah. Because she wasn't even... I don't know if if she expressed any views herself or if she, like, literally just showed a clip of this guy. Yeah. Which... Uh, universities are supposed to be kind of bastions of free thought, uh, where people can, can take all the evidence in and weigh and form their own opinions based on Mm -hmm. that and not just, we're going to tell you the way it is, uh, which is very, like, that's what you're taught in high school, right? All through elementary school, junior high, high school, it's, we tell you the way it is, that's the way it is. There's, there's no room for free thought there. University is supposed to kind of be the antidote to that. So I don't know. It's a fucking fine line, and it's getting uh, increasingly difficult for everyone to navigate.
0: And my whole thing is, I've always believed that, I guess, I would fall into the, what was it, egalitarianism PC, whereas I don't think anybody should have less rights than anybody else. And, but I'm not gonna fucking, he did, like, uh, Peterson did say this one super rad Thing and he says weaponize compassion, yeah. and I think that is such a perfect way of saying it because these authoritarian authoritarianism PC people kind of like as soon as you don't show the proper amount of compassion or even more compassion towards a marginalized group, they shut you down and shout you down and dis and just kind of throw away all your opinions, which isn't which like you said we should have this like open debate and discussion and it shouldn't be like we're dancing on a razor's edge because we don't want to offend somebody by accidentally saying the wrong thing or as in jordan peterson's on purpose calling him the wrong thing
1: yeah and we've touched on this before when we talk about all these like it's something i'm sure it exists on the right as well but i see it more on the left because those are the circles i tend to travel in uh but you see these like hyper fragmented groups where like Black Lives Matter movement, and uh, we this is something we saw with like the gay pride parade, and the oh, yeah, chapter of BLM was like freaking out on the gay pride parade for allowing uh, cops to march at it, and that's I think that's the kind of shit like there's there's taking like PC to its absurd extreme, yeah, uh, and when you see that shit, which you do see all the time right now, it's it's really really easy to kind of radicalize people uh, both against the left and the right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's why you see, like, uh, all that shit about the, the left and safe spaces, and, like, I'm sure there's plenty of leftist people who are just like, hey, bombing other countries is bad, and, you know, murdering people so that American corporations can make more money is also a bad thing.
0: and we should probably stop.
1: But if those people ever, uh once they get lumped in with, like, the radical left that believes in safe spaces and believes in this, like, radical uh, gender pronoun bullshit, yeah. uh, you have huge problems, and it's...
0: Yeah, basically the overpolarization of the right and left is how Trump got elected. And that is, I always thought, I always think of Trump's election as pretty much a nightmare version of an overcorrection for the over-PC polarized left, whereas everybody's like, well, fuck, if we, if it's going to be all safe spaces and no room to breathe, then we're just going to go fucking vote for the other guy who's the complete opposite, who's a crazy asshole, who lets us feel more comfortable with who we already are. Which, and so we... <clears throat>
1: We are going to see this swing uh, one way or another. Either either the next election is going to go even more radical, which could be the reaction to Trump getting elected, mm-hmm. or it could be everyone, uh, you know, in a couple, may, maybe not this election and maybe not this year, but in the next, you know, decade or so, we see everyone's kind of swing back towards like a more moderate centrism yes. where... It's okay to be a person who like likes the environment, but also thinks pipelines are good. Uh, yeah, and likes Muslims, but you know maybe wants uh, vetting of terrorists or, or something. Derek, am
0: I going to be president? What? No,
1: Dale, that will never ever happen. Because
0: I like the environment and pipelines. Yeah.
1: But so I should be president. There's also a bunch of episodes. There's 26 episodes worth of you just running your idiot mouth uh, online right now. That, you know what?
0: <laughs> I couldn't be president because I wasn't born in the United States. You're right. <laughs> it's a dream that can never be actualized. It has nothing to do with me being wrong about anything. Uh, Ted
1: Cruz has run for president like a zillion times. He was born in Canada. So Was he? Yeah. Ted Cruz is Canadian. Great. He's now, from Calgary. Derek,
0: you just fucking kiboshed my... Escapism out of this because if I believe I can't be president because I was born in Canada, then I can totally underachieve this whole presidential thing and not face the consequences of me just being like, "Oh, I have no ambition to be president, and I would never take steps to do that." And that's why I can't be president. No. I could just be like, "You can do it." Dan. If I was born in the states, I could totally be president. You
1: chase that dream, buddy. Yeah, you chase. You imagine. It. No, I honestly cannot imagine. I would rather not. Uh.
0: They would be like, they would be like, "Hey Dale, have you ever uh, smoked weed?" And I'd be like, "Fuck off, weeds for pussies."
1: <laughs> I went way <laughs> harder than that,
0: dude. Weed? Are you serious? You're gonna tell me none of the presidents smoked weed, and we're letting these guys make the decisions? It didn't. That is crazy. Ted Cruz is not eligible to be president.
1: No, he is. Every time I type a Google search it now, all I can think of is, like, oh, Google is seeing me searching this. Yeah. And they're going to want to know oh,
0: why. Oh, I was going to interject on your talking about that TA recording the thing. I was going to be like, hey, it's totally a good thing to have everything recorded.
1: I honestly... Okay. So, here's the other thing. Yeah. Uh, so, you have this, like... People are just generally being shittier to each other all the time. It's now.
0: the anonymity.
1: It, it. I honestly believe that. Like... It, That's like a five-syllable word. When you can be anonymous online, uh, we, we thought anonymity would like encourage honesty and openness and people to be better to each other. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, in true human uh, human fashion, we've gone and totally fucked that up and gone the other way. We just used it as an excuse to be shitty to people. So, uh, in the every action has an equal and opposite reaction, uh, I really see we're going to... I think we're going to see this swing to like uh the eradication of anonymity and tying everything to your real name and your real address and your your personal profile and maybe we'll wear cameras or recording devices all the time. That would actually
0: like, be amazing. On a,
1: on a citizen level. Yeah, like I a lot of people would shit their pants over the the loss of privacy, but
0: people who have something to hide <laughs> well <laughs>
1: I don't know about that. We all probably have something to hide.
0: I mean, I have things that would be embarrassing if they were to come to light. But uh, a good a good way to view this is... I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast today with Dan Carlin, and Dan Carlin was talking about in war, There's, um, there's this thing where they talk about the further away an enemy is, the easier they are to kill. And that being... If you're killing someone who's within hands or arms reach with a knife, that's the hardest way to kill somebody, emotionally, and it's the most traumatic, and you will suffer the most in the future from doing it. Whereas if you step it up to a sniper round when they're like uh, four
1: hundred meters away, like
0: two kilometers, which is was the record just set by a uh, Canadian, something like that, then it gets easier. But then. If you get into where you don't even see them personally and you just see them through a computer screen like in a drone strike, then it's even easier. And we can we can put this aspect onto the internet and anonymity because if somebody's annoying you face-to-face, you won't be like, hey, you're a fucking piece of shit. You're fat. You're ugly. I hate you. And your parents cry every night because you failed them. You would never say that to someone's face. But – just go to YouTube comments, and that's like every other one. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if this makes me a better person, but if somebody's annoying me face-to-face, I will tell them. I'll be like, hey, you're annoying me because of this. Usually it ends up with them not correcting their behavior and stopping <laughs> annoying me, and they just end up hating me and thinking I'm a dickhead, but at least I wasn't doing it anonymously.
1: No, you are being honest about it. Yeah. You didn't, you know... Slip them, like, a secret note or, like, get someone else to deliver it?
0: I have, this is kind of related and kind of not related. This is more related to what I just said about being annoyed. I think it should be, like, a social fupa, like, considered super bad manners to whistle in public.
1: Like like a faux pas?
0: Yeah. What did I say? pas? Like a
1: faux pas?
0: You say faux pas, I say faux pas, <laughs> tomato, tomato. That's, that's not. I think it's faux pas because it's our. F-A-U-X. Yeah. pas. So.
1: It's a French word. Faux for false. I don't know what pas stands for. I should. I was Move? in French version for three years. Touch? No, I don't know. Anyway, whistling in public.
0: Banned. Dude, I should be president. Do you know how much better the world would be if nobody whistled in public? Actually, I'm going to make an amendment to this rule, and you're allowed to whistle in public if you're good at whistling. If you can whistle, like, a fucking Van Halen song then you can whistle in public all you want. But if you're fucking, like, repeating the three notes of Hot Cross Buns over and over, you don't get a whistle anymore. Who whistles
1: that shit in public?
0: I don't know. Yesterday I went to the superstore, and someone was whistling the same, like, five-note bar over and over and repeating it. And I don't know what song it was, but it was... By the 30th time they did it, I would have gone to jail for a homicide. Also,
1: who whistles in public anymore? Whistling is not, like, a socially common thing uh humming sure i get maybe even like outright singing i don't i don't know many whistlers
0: i think it's mostly just old people
1: yeah that's what
0: i would guess well anyways so it so if people don't whistle in public anymore then i guess i've already won I should just count this as a victory and go home and be satisfied with myself. All
1: right, so vote Dale DeRuiter in twenty twenty eight, uh, where his main platform Wait, will how be. How old will I be in twenty twenty eight? That's what. Whistlers will be summarily 10 executed. Years. Uh,
0: yeah, be I'll 10 be years. strapping young forty seven. I'll be Barack Obama age president. There you go. Fuck. Oh my god! I was somebody was talking about this the other day, and it was like this day in Obama um, outrage and they're talking about all the shit that people were getting outraged at Obama about, and it's fucking hilarious. Like, think of all the shit as a world we're going we're to be with about, Trump. Yeah. And think back about how... Um was it Michelle Obama, Obama's wife? Yeah. How they ragged on her for having her sleeves too short on her dress. Right. Oh, yeah. Remember that that like outrage and all that. There was that. There
1: was uh, Obama wore a tan suit. There was Obama put mustard on a hot dog. People
0: were fucking pissed wait, about that. Wait, wait. Who the fuck eats hot dogs without mustard? I
1: don't. I don't like ketchup. I would get because fuck ketchup. Yeah. Uh, there was that. Our actual. Uh, That was something that, like, legitimately outraged me, was learning that Trump puts, wasn't it, ketchup ketchup on on his fucking steaks?
0: Immediate, wait, a well-done steak.
1: Yeah, with ketchup. Like, you don't have taste buds. You have no right to be president. I mean, for his constituents of
0: inbred hillbillies, that makes
1: sense. No, there's no no excuse. You have to
0: fucking lead by example. That is disgusting, and I... Don't know how anybody could hate mustard on a hot dog because hot dogs with just a bit of mustard is the best way to Dude, eat. Dude, mustard dog.
1: mustard is the only condiment. It's the only condiment that matters. Maybe mayonnaise, fuck ketchup. That shit is for toddlers. Are
0: we counting salsa and guac as a condiment? Or those sides? Ooh. Do those count Ooh, as a condiment or do they go to sides? Ah, I don't know. Because I can't fucking live without guac and salsa.
1: Condiments I'd say like mustard, relish, cat ke- fucking shitty ketchup.
0: Oh, God, do you want to hear what I saw a guy do? So I worked with this guy, and he was fucking, what was he eating? He was eating, I think he was eating shepherd's pie, and guess what he shot into it? Relish, just like a long squeeze into shepherd's pie. Uh,
1: see, I can't rag on that too much, because I put, apparently, this is really weird. People give me shit for it all the time. But, yeah. uh, craft Dinner? Yeah. Ma- macaroni and cheese? Yeah. Mustard.
0: Mustard on that shit. Really? Oh, it's tasty I've heard of as hell, buddy. Ketchup i put mustard on steaks. Yeah, I'll allow it because it's mustard. everybody's like, oh, that's disgusting. I don't get it. And then you say, what about roast beef? You have mustard on roast beef. You would.
1: You would have mustard on a roast beef sandwich.
0: Beef and steak or roast beef, or roast beef and steak or beef. Eh? See where I'm going? No, I see See your point. I see your point. Beef gets fucking mustard. Beef gets,
1: everything gets mustard. Yeah. Also, horseradish. That's another good condiment. Ooh,
0: horseradish is so good.
1: I think we're gonna have to do a, a, a condiment ranking episode here. We definitely
0: should. How about the uh, the underrepresented balsamic vinegar? Does that qualify as a condiment? Well, does white vinegar count as a condiment? I don't know. I think if we're on the vert, on the fence of including guacamole and salsa as a condiment, then we have to include vinegar because it comes in little packets. How about this? If it comes in a packet at a fast food, it is undeniably a condiment. Like salt and pepper, ketchup, mustard, and vinegar. Salt and peppers are
1: seasonings. They're not condiments. Oh,
0: good call. Mm? Fuck. Do we know anything about anything? This is just (laughs) opening right up. I don't know. Like, and then what about sauerkraut? Oh,
1: I don't know how it would fall, except in the fucking delicious category. Yes, exactly.
0: Exactly. And then what about sautéed onions? Are onions a seasoning? Are they a vegetable? Or are they a condiment? Because if you have sautéed onions, you don't eat those by themselves. You put those on stuff.
1: Oh, fucking Google is telling me that salt qualifies as a condiment. Hmm. All right. Let's see. uh, Well,
0: I would say that...
1: Condiment is a spice sauce or preparation that is added to food to... Impart a particular flavor to enhance its flavor, or in some cultures, to complement the dish.
0: Oh, so salt and pepper are spices, but spices are are considered. Originally described
1: pickled or preserved foods. So sauerkraut, sauteed onions, probably Mm -hmm. pickles themselves. Yeah. Uh, Here we go. Oh,
0: pickles themselves are
1: a condiment? Mayonnaise, ketchup, pesto, chutneys.
0: I have one question. Curry powders. Is there a condiment? You have eaten by itself more often than a pickle. And the answer is probably no.
1: Yeah, no, e- easily no. I've eaten a lot of pickles. I don't know
0: why that made me feel smart. It's, <laughs> it sh- <laughs> it's, shouldn't have. It's that's, that's pretty obvious. It's nowhere knowledge. Pretty. <laughs> <and> dumb fact. <laughs> but I just thought of it, so it makes me feel smart. Can we move on to our last topic? What is our last topic? Uh,
1: the Nazi Nazi next door. The uh, glowing New York Times wrote a... Uh, uh, so, I don't, I don't actually know where I fall on this one. Like, see,
0: one thing I hate about modern journalism being on the internet is... People write articles that are just way too fucking long. Like, it used to be in a newspaper. If you got more than 300 words, it was a fucking damn interesting article about something super important... And, but now it's like everything's over 3,000 words. Like I started reading this Time article and I got probably 1,500 words in and I tapped out. Like basically it was a character piece on a – he, would he be a neo-Nazi white supremacist from Ohio? in he's the article, white supremacist, yeah. In the article it says why – You know what else he was? No, he's a white nationalist. He says he's not a white supremacist. Yeah, but he that's just, so. All these fucking... he was splitting hairs, but he's trying to say he's there's a difference between white nationalists and white supremacists. There is because he was saying that he doesn't necessarily believe that white people are the supreme race. It's he believes that races should all be separated, which is ridiculous. Because I mean, come on. Well,
1: the thing. So you go and you ask any of these guys who identify as white nationalists, uh, yeah. what their views on other races are, and they're almost always like super fucking racist. So yeah, well,
0: obviously. I think
1: I think they're they're taking white nationalism and they're being like, oh, it's a kinder, gentler white supremacy. Like we think that white people should just be uh, entitled to be proud Sticks of their about,
0: own kind, be proud
1: about their history and their rich. The rich tapestry of whiteness that has brought us to where it's like no you're you're just a fucking racist idiot like that's yeah the, like come on listen to the shit you're saying more
0: I have many thoughts on this and one of them is these people who consider themselves white nationalists like I have a whole problem with this calling people white because as I pointed out I don't even see color well no I, I see color but
1: I thought that's what you like saying.
0: as I pointed out a couple episodes, genetically, Caucasianoids are what we call white because people stem... I don't know if they even do this anymore, but people stem from three different genetic breakdowns of this is where all the racial stuff comes from. And there was Asians or Mongoloids. We don't like to say Mongoloids because that was used for nefarious means. Uh, Negroids, which are the black races from Africa and all that stuff. And then Caucasianoids, which... Incidentally enough, include people from the eastern countries, like uh, the Middle East. So, like, people from Iran are the same race as people from Ireland. And that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. So, when you say you're a white nationalist, and does that mean you're okay, like, and you want... And you don't want people to come, like, you don't want immigrants to come in and take your job. Does that mean you're okay with, say, Polish immigrants coming in and taking your jobs? Does it mean you're okay with Russians taking your jobs because they're the same race as you? No one's worried about their jobs
1: when they say that shit. They're worried. So, when people, uh, you know, come out swinging in favor of uh, Donald Trump's, like, an immigration ban. Uh, they don't want that immigration ban to apply to like the UK or Germany or France or Spain or Russia. They want it to apply to countries which are uh, scary, which have people who are easily identifiable with your eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, but it's not their different skin color.
0: He's, there's no immigration ban on China. No. But there is on, what are the countries like Iran?
1: Uh, I don't even know if it's been put through yet, because I think another judge struck it down as unconstitutional. Uh, Yeah,
0: but, like, it hasn't been put through, but what were the countries that he wanted to ban? Wasn't it just, like, uh, a bunch of Middle Eastern countries? No, Iran,
1: Syria, uh, Egypt,
0: Lebanon. uh, Yeah, it's definitely Middle Eastern countries. So these are basically the countries that the state has strife with.
1: Not even, uh, Iraq was included on there, I was pretty sure. Uh, Iraq should not be a country that the United States has strife with since they, uh, so greatly liberated liberated it. it. Yeah. Right? That's...
0: Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, on one hand, uh, you don't want to have that whole fucking travel ban, but on the other hand... If you're coming from a country that has a high population of, say, ISIS fighters, like, what was that, Libya? Like, if you're coming from Libya, I think there should be maybe they should look at your passport a little closer as opposed to, say, Ireland. Because there's not many terrorists. Well, I guess that's completely wrong. I mean, there's the IRA. Yeah, there are. Okay, okay. Remove Ireland from there. What's a country that has never had terrorists fighting in its borders? None.
1: Zero. There are oh, probably yeah. zero countries oh, ever.
0: Fuck, never mind. I take back my whole point. I was completely wrong. Every country has had fighters Some form that want to fucking come to the Or, blow or up like an United ethnic States. group
1: that has wanted their ethnic group to be the stronger ethnic group rather than yeah. the less strong ethnic group. Exactly. Uh, or the religious group that has wanted... Their religious group to be the best religious group, as opposed to the other religious groups, which are bad at our enemies. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the New York Times wrote this fucking glowing article about a white nationalist. Uh, it wasn't a glowing article. It was. It just uh, It took unusual lengths to humanize him. It talked yeah. about his relationship with his wife. It talked about him eating at Applebee's. It talked about him being uh, a welder. Dale, you want to speak to that? My now, problem with this article, Mr. Was, white
0: nationalist, is a welder. You it, know who else is a welder? I'm a welder. Yeah, but I'm not a white nationalist. Well,
1: we'll see about that. I guess.
0: Um, I just hate jerks and douchebags. I hate them. All. Uh, it doesn't matter what country you come from. If you're a juke jerk, ju- juke jerk ju- <laughs> slash douchebag... juke jerk slash douchebag. I don't like you.
1: What is, do you think? Uh, jerks and douchebags are predominantly brown people. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't actually. Anyway,
1: what was your actual problem with the uh, with the,
0: This with guy's the, a hipster. He uh, sounds like a dickhead. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like, uh, well beyond him being a white nationalist, he has like fuck. Like they explain what his tattoos are, and one's like a cherry pie. You know who gets cherry pie tattooed on them at this day and age when it's not fucking the 80s? Hipster yeah. douchebag.
1: You know what it was? What? The cherry pie tattoo? What? It was an homage to Twin Peaks. This guy is a fucking oh. white nationalist who really likes Twin Peaks. I think it's White you... Nationalist
0: Twin Peaks fan. What the fuck? That's a real thing. How does it even how does it even match up? Well yeah. I guess there's not very many people who aren't white in the show Twin Peaks. Huh? Well. Okay. So On one hand, you read this article and you're like, why does this even exist? Why are they humanizing this guy? And then there was a huge amount of lashback to this because apparently if you don't say someone is a dickhead for being a white supremacist, then people who are reading the article don't know how they're supposed to feel and then they get really mad when they're not told that they have to think he's a dickhead because they think that some people are dumb enough to just... Accept the white supremacist ideals because, I don't know. What do you think? I
1: yeah. So I w- I was actually going to say the exact same thing. Like the article was fucking moronic and like went out of its way to uh, put a very human face on white nationalism, which uh, it didn't really offer anything in the way of a critique of the movement. It was just like uh, it was it was a, a very nice profile of the guy. It made him look like a really nice, really nice young gentleman. Whereas, uh, you look at the way they talked about, uh, you know, Michael Brown, uh, the, the guy who was, uh, murdered by a police officer and kicked off the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Uh, somebody had a a comparison of the two, um, articles side by side and Michael Brown was described as like no angel and he was, he was a thug and he was, uh, you know, a criminal and, and all the shady shit he had done. Mm -hmm. Whereas Uh, This white nationalist dude is is portrayed as, like, just a regular Joe like you and me eating at Applebee's, but also he happens to hate Jews.
0: Um, Yeah, that was a little bit weird. Like, it's just like, ah, and he likes this, and he likes that, and he likes Twin Peaks, and he also thinks that the Jews are in control of all the money banks and are majorly to blame for where the world is. Also, for a
1: while, the New York Times article had a link on the story to a site where you could buy swastika armbands for $20. Oh. Which, it just struck me as very fucking odd, but uh, of course the the reaction to the story actually made me angrier than the story itself, Mm -hmm. where you just had all these people uh, flailing around on the internet who couldn't wrap their fucking minds around how this story got
0: written uh, and just like shrieking
1: about it for yeah. 48 hours and it's
0: like they're like they're just so upset because they're scared they might be tricked into believing white supremacists are nice people when you should be able to use your own cognitive thinking to know that he's a douchebag for his shitty beliefs
1: yeah I don't know like, uh, I don't need the New York Times to tell me that white nationalists is bad, but I also don't need the New York Times to tell me that white nationalists are just like you and I. I don't give a fuck if they're like you and I. I don't care where they eat. I don't give a fuck who they're married to. I don't.
0: Or if they have shitty tattoos. Yeah. Well, that part,
1: I mean, at least we can make fun of the guy. Like yeah. Fuck, he's got, <laughs> a, hey, got a shitty tattoo. Hey, I've got a cherry pie tattoo because I really like Twin Peaks. Hey, who killed Laura Palmer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, to wrap up the episode today, we got a lot of takes coming in. I did do a, uh, a fired off a quick Twitter poll on uh, favorite condiments, uh, hot sauce, which I think we totally totally forgot. We slept on hot sauce. I think that shoots to the top of my list.
0: Oh yeah, hot sauce easily is good because hot sauce makes other condiments better. Like ketchup is kind of gross, but ketchup with hot sauce is delicious. Oh, guacamole is kind of gross, but guacamole—guacamole is well, delicious. Guacamole is delicious. But guacamole Don't be an with idiot. hot sauce. Oh, dude, hot sauce on eggs.
1: Top oh, dude, hot sauce on oh, like literally anything. Oh my god, is hot the best sauce. shit. Hot sauce uh, is so good. So Natalie, Van City Rock Girl, rank them: number one, hot sauce; number two, mayonnaise; number three, mustard; number four, ketchup. Good. I like to see that.
0: Yeah, ketchup uh, is the bottom.
1: Brian. Uh, number one, every other condiment. Number two, mayo.
0: (laughs) Mayo is so gross.
1: Uh, Dude, I'm a huge, so I lived in Calgary for three or four months, uh, in my younger years. And, uh, I was not flush with money at the time. We had a wok that we filled with oil. We didn't have a deep fryer. Uh, and we had a bag of potatoes and we had a jar of mayo. And I swear to God for two months, the only thing I ate was we would chop up potatoes into home fries and fry a batch of home fries and eat them with, like, just, like, ungodly amounts of mayo. Like, oh, we might as well just just been eating mayo straight with a spoon.
0: Sour cream. Better than mayo. No.
1: It's fuck sour, no. Oh, Get out of here. That
0: same Take story. Take
1: that shit. See,
0: that story you just told me is depressing. But if you replace the mayo with sour cream, that sounds amazing and I'm jealous. Because sour cream on fries is fucking good.
1: What is raw? Do you have taste buds? Can you, you taste these? Do things? you
0: eat sour cream on, say, a mashed potato?
1: No. I actually, I'm not a huge... I don't even do sour cream on my pierogies, man. I do not... What?
0: Uh, what? 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 Yeah, I'm not a huge... What? not a big
1: sour cream guy. What? I like... Uh, so are you,
0: like, part Ukrainian?
1: I like plain... Yeah, po- well, Polish. I like plain yogurt. Not, not a sour cream guy.
0: Well, plain yogurt and sour cream are, like... Tomato and tomato—they're
1: they're pretty interchangeable. They're but, the same
0: color. But
1: yeah, <laughs> about it. White. You're gonna be a, <laughs> gonna be a condiment nationalist now, uh, Dale. Okay. Is That what you're gonna do? Okay. Uh, so
0: your favorite condiment is hot sauce. Hot,
1: hot sauce now. Followed very closely. You know. Okay. No. Number one, hot mustard because Ooh. it combines hot sauce, kinda, and mustard, yeah. kinda. So hot mustard, then hot sauce, then mustard. Then mayo. Ugh. What well, about Miracle Whip? Uh, it, I prefer actual mayo. I prefer uh, Mayo Julie, who is our favorite listener, weighed in to say number one McDonald's McChicken sauce.
0: It's a good take. Which is mayo. It, it is, yeah. But it's... It, it's like mayo with like one spice added. I don't even... Uh, My favorite condiment has to be guacamole. Because I eat it all the time.
1: Uh, Julie also asked Are we only talking sauces Or can I add onions Both raw and fried Sauerkraut And pickled jalapenos Which Julie jalapeno. When you listen to this episode You're going to lose your mind
0: Yeah Because <laughs> we
1: already discussed All those things Except for the jalapenos
0: It's like kismet Eh? Eh? Uh, That's a been, smart word for you
1: We've been trying to hire Julie As our uh, research assistant But she's not taking us up on it So if anyone out there our
0: hype woman?
1: Is still interested? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever.
0: She gives us five dollars an episode, so that's that's enough hype for me. That's, that's a lot of hype. All right, that's a lot more hype than I would give any podcast.
1: Uh, everyone, get ready! Fucking one month until Christmas. Go out there, get your shopping done. Brave the malls. Or and just, you know or what? Shit
0: on Amazon, if you don't want a green Christmas tree, don't let those cisgendered fuckheads tell you you have to. You can be a male and own a pink sparkly Christmas tree like me. Because it's awesome. It kind of fucking hamstrings you on which ornaments you can put on. Yeah, it's very because
1: limiting. Also, what about the rest out, of the decorations? you to do
0: a lot of uh, colors f- clash with electric or metallic pink. You're
1: going to have to do a whole pink
0: motif in your place now. Or I just have the Christmas tree and I call it at that. <laughs> because it's not like when Christmas comes around, I all of a sudden stop being lazy and decorate my whole apartment. Our basement suite with Christmas decorations. No, but you got to do light lights. Lights are the big thing. Oh, you just put white lights. Uh, white lights. Are we back on this? Yeah. No, are they, I, are just, they the super, I don't. The superior I'm light not, team. I'm not a light in the window type of guy. Although I did see something at superstore, and it was like oversized lights that were the size of softballs. And they're just called really big Christmas lights. And I was like, I'd put those up at my window because that's hilarious.
1: What, you get like four on a string and you just hang those fuckers up?
0: Probably four to eight, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I would go for that. (laughs) That would be hilarious. And then you could pretend you were a tiny person. You could holy shit!
1: Uh, we're at an hour and sixteen minutes. Let's this roll. is our
0: longest podcast. This is our longest
1: podcast ever.
0: It's gonna be uh, longer with songs in it. We should fucking let me go to bed.
1: Uh, all right, let's wrap it up. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. I am Derek Bolin at Herder on Twitter. I am Dale Deruder
0: at Super Dalebot.
1: Uh, feel free to tweet at us or like us on Facebook. Outrage Fact Pod. Uh, support us on uh, Patreon.
0: Patreon.
1: Subscribe to us. On YouTube, iTunes, you, you you, you uh, iTunes, not YouTube. I was trying to provide a more inclusive <laughs> tunes experience. We are
0: not on YouTube. It's, it's
1: your tunes. <laughs> it's not just our tunes. Uh, I Subscribe to us on <laughs> iTunes. Leave us a review. Uh, talk to us about whatever. Tell us your favorite condiments uh, from best to worst. Go tweet at us right now.
0: You can also find us on SoundCloud. Shut the fuck up, Dale. All right, everyone, until next week. Stay angry.